welcome to Forever Canon, the podcast <laughs> where we talk about the mounting mysteries across the galaxy. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, we are going to cover chapters 9 through 12 of New Jedi Order, book 2, Dark Tide 1 Onslaught. It's a lot of words. It is a lot of words. I really wonder what it's going to look... How 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 is it looking in the... In the podcast downloader. Normally, all of our book titles have been single word names. Yeah. So it fits neatly in the presentation. It'll just say book title, chapters, whatever, whatever. You can see it almost every time. This book title is Dark Tide Eye Onslaught. It's a lot of words compared to one word. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like 18 of our other previous 19 (laughs) books have been. I wonder how that's looking in your feed. Let me know. But first, bum bum bum. Previously, on Forever Canon, Luke gives missions, Jason gives doubts. Ganner sucks, Valen rules. Luke and Mara chat plans in bed. And Rogue Squadron rescues prologue pilot pirates. That was last week. That all happened in the last episode that you guys already heard. Don't worry about that. This week, we're coming in with some new information, starting with Chapter 9. Uh, Jaina finally shows up and tells her mom how disappointed she is that Leia never pursued becoming a Jedi and she's playing around with the Force is the phrasing she uses. And yeah. I'm like, child, what happened to all of these teenagers all of a sudden? Yeah, and Leia gives her a look. She immediately, Jaina just immediately yep. like, oh. She shuts her lips and she's like, I'm glad she recognized there's still boundaries not to cross, blah, blah, blah. What happened to these kids all of a sudden? They're all malcontent. Yeah, she's 16. Give her a couple more years. She'll be saying more than just that. A couple more years. Are you kidding me? She's already overdue. <laughs> but where is all this suddenly coming from? This None of this existed in the last book. <laughs> but I guess we're going to have some kind of conflict between Leia and Jaina, I guess. Yeah, maybe with these two. For Jaina, maybe with the threat of the, the war of the, the teenagers have to outgrow the parents around them. Yeah, Jason told us that last episode. Jaina's telling it to us now in her judgmental, misguided way. But they're gonna fight. I think. I don't know. Maybe they're not gonna get along. This book. That's fine. Teenagers and parents don't have to get along for nineteen straight books. No, we can go up and down. <laughs> but. I don't know where that came from, to be honest. It just was not present at all in the last book. But here we are at, where the hell are we? Agamar. We're uh, yeah. addressing the Agamarian council with Leia, Jaina, and Danny Kui, who gives a speech about her time being captive with the Yuzhan Vong, trying to convince these people out here on the outer rim to get active because the Yuzhan Vong are out there and they're coming back. Leia takes over and wraps up the presentation and the speech to a standing ovation. Yeah. What a contrast to the Senate chambers on Coruscant. Yeah. Where they called her a liar, a manipulator, and chased her out of the room with threats. Yeah. Leia did have to switch up tactics in the middle. Standing ovation. Yeah. yeah she definitely played on like their history. And, yeah. And she was, she said, commitment to the new uh, put, put your sons and daughters at risk. And she felt the, yeah. the resistance. And then she's like, or, you know, the people just, they might need refugees. The people, we're going to have to take care of each other instead yeah. of you're going to have to take care of people. She switches to like a we mentality or something. Yeah. And she starts talking differently. and Which changes their Ends with a standing ovation. Yeah. 
Because the rim knows real life, okay? Not like them bougie Coruscanti. <laughs> we know the real struggles out here on the edge of the galaxy. Chapter. <laughs> we get some mother-daughter conflict. We get some political support out here on the rim. Leia isn't an entirely washed-up has-been, apparently, in the political <laughs> circles. Yeah. Words are hard. A- a- arena theater? Yeah. But that's that's our lead-off chapter today. Yeah. Standing ovation to the stories of torture and death. (laughs) (laughs) How about a chapter title? I just put deals and disappointment. Layers. Generations of resistance. Okay. Part of her whole speech to these people is that you are always, you always have been standing up for the right of the new Republic and fighting on the side of good generationally she's got her daughter resisting her she herself has generations of resistance awesome nailed it nailed it not to pat myself on the back too hard but sometimes i got good ones in there chapter 10 corin and ganner have reached their destination at the meal where they land to go rescue those scientists who were missing They find an abandoned slash destroyed campsite after almost getting completely smothered with sand upon leaving their ship. (laughs) There's a sandstorm going on and it's just, it's just, it's everywhere. Yeah. Don't you just hate sand? Immediately, like a kilo of sand goes down his shirt. Yeah. And it's it's all gathered in there because he's got a belt on. That's so much sand. (laughs) Yeah. And these two are just in a very annoying environment with person they don't like so i can't see how this at all will lead to a conflict but they find this little campsite or something and then they sense something small moving in a tunnel underneath there's like little i don't know little groups of creatures that are running around underneath the surface of the thing like running away from something yeah ah and p.s throughout this chapter there's lots of using the force to sense living things Mm -hmm. why do you think that's gonna be yeah because there's going to be some Yuzhan Vong here, isn't there? Why are we repeating this? Why are we hanging a lantern on this force power? Look here. Ten times in this chapter. Yeah. And they use it to scout out and sense all sorts of trivial, non-interesting things. Why? Because there's going to be Yuzhan Vong here for sure. But first, sand beasts. Yeah, yeah. weird, fuzzy, worm-like things. I guess. I call them fuzzy worms of death. They get attacked. They come jumping out of the sand. Yeah. <laughs> Corrin's got his really cool lightsaber. Yeah. He's... Short and silver. And then he turns, cranks a, a dial on it. And it gets half as long again and turns purple. Old man lightsaber, according to Ganner Yeah, that's, that's old, old Jedi teachings. Old, old tech dude. They're saved by these slash rats. They're called by uh, some locals. Ganner and, and Corrin just kind of jump around the rocks and sand, getting attacked by these things. And they kill and a they couple. Like, and They kill a few. They get hurt a little bit. And then there's, like, people save them. Yeah, they get into this little, like, encampment and then... Yeah, some old lady comes out and tells them, Only fools in Jedi cross them dunes. Looks like you're both. <laughs> <laughs> Based on your lightsaber, you might be a Jedi. And you look dumb. Yeah. <laughs> And you did something stupid, so that makes you a fool. No clue where this side quest is taking us so far. I have no idea. I'm not saying it's bad. I just, I have no idea where this is going. 
What are we going to discover here that's, you know, going to be part of the plot? I have no guesses yet. Again, not quite. I think it's Yuzhan Vong. Yeah. Because I think that's why we keep sensing for things in the force. To be eventually, why is there a blank spot on my radar? Yeah. Or... Like, why? I'm taking a mental image, like, heat map. Why is there nothing in this space? It's going to happen, man. There's going to be Vong here. Otherwise, I don't know what the side quest doing. How to chapter title? I got nothing for this one. I got a really, really good one. Don't you hate sand? <laughs> ah, huh? <laughs> Seriously, how annoying must that be? The guy's got a bucket of sand down the back of his shirt. They're like climbing out in the sand dunes and the sands are swallowing them up and stuff. So annoying. God, even just walking through a beach that's not moving. So much work. <laughs> chapter 11. Jason Solo felt turmoil gathering inside him. Unlike the planet he's looking at now. Belkadan seems to be fine. Yeah. He's sitting up here having this whole internal monologue of like, why can't we feel this evil in the force? I thought the whole Jedi is predicated on good and evil. How come there's evil that we can't feel? How come there's evil that's not part of the force? Are the Jedi on the right path? We go deep in his mind. He's concerned about a lot of things. He thinks about, you know, all my, my parents did the best they could, but they any choice that they were ever given was just like an A or B choice. They didn't, they didn't really ever get any time to step away and do what they wanted. But then he thinks it's so deeply ingrained in his blood to be a hero and help the helpless that he can't just disappear from the Jedi Order right now. Yeah. But he wants to. He wants to just go off by himself. Yeah. And discover what the force means to him. Yeah. I think that's cool. But I also think you just saw an invading alien army come into your galaxy. Yeah, now is not the time. And so, like, he comes to that conclusion. Yeah. yeah. Now is not the time. So we go to Belkadan, where we've got all the sensors and electronics turned off, and we drop down out of the air to try to look like a natural object. And air is all fine here the yeah air is back to normal there is no sulfur methane storm There's slightly increased levels of carbon dioxide that's all they get some green plant has overgrown the ex-gal facility and someone left a masterpiece the centerpiece of the display was an r5 unit that had been decapitated where its truncated cone head should have been sat a fleshless human skull Rainbow-colored wires came up and out through the eye sockets and mouth, the latter having a wire ribbon roll out like a tongue. Scattered around it like toys spilled from a broken bin lay computer consoles, hollow projector plates, food synthesizers, and a hair dryer from a refresher station. These items have been smashed to the point of uselessness, and the dents in their metal flesh looked as if something had kicked or stomped them. Sean Vong are here still too. Yeah. Because uh, all that wasn't smashed before. What, what did they do in the last book? Screamed infidels about droids and smashed them to bits and pits. Yeah. Yeoman Carr's dead though. Yeah. And they that pile of and stuff here, wasn't there. This wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. This wasn't there when Luke was here before. Yeah. He knows that. This Beautiful art installment. Yeah. This place is a mystery, man. 
We don't know what's happening here. We don't know why it's happening here. We don't even know really what we're here for. Just to try to find some deeper connection, some better information on the Yuzhan Vong. Like, yeah. it's not even a clear goal coming to Belkadan. I think it's... I Luke think has it's, a bug, so he wants more information about that to try to tie back to Luke, uh, Mara's illness. Right? Yeah, that's his biggest thing at the moment. But I it think. can't be the only thing. There's no, no way he, the leader of the Jedi, would give his mission, fix my wife. And everyone else's missions are save the galaxy. Yeah. Right? This has to now... It has to also somehow be intrinsically tied to saving everyone else. It's not just going to be a selfish help my wife mission, but I don't know what we're here for, what we're going to find. And I, definitely there's a Yuzhan Vong here somewhere. Yeah. Or they were here very recently. Definitely. How about a chapter title? Art no. in the parking lot. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like art in the park, except this in the parking lot. Cause it's also scary and low grade. <laughs> Chapter 12. Anakin has built a wonderfully thoughtful campsite here on Dantooine for his sickly old Aunt Mara. Just killing it with the force. Put the rocks in place, dug out a fire pit, hauled all the supplies up here to the top of the hill, set up the tent with the force. Yeah. I'm here for Aunt Mara, who doesn't need any help, damn it. Yep. Tries to give her a chair. She force blasts it away and then picks it up herself yeah manually they have some history heart to heart where mara talks about like don't you know why i love that ship because i crashed my old ship that was also named jade's something jade fire <laughs> yeah I, cr I crashed the jade fire symbolically to end that part of my life and your uncle luke knew how much that meant to me and that the sacrifice that i made meant so much to him that he built me a ship the jade saber and that's why i didn't let jade you saber jade saber yeah. yeah and that's why i didn't let you land it not because you killed Chewbacca. <laughs> because I love the ship. <laughs> because it's sentimental to me. It's not about you. Yeah. Your guilt, you're making everything about you. It's not about you. I just don't want my ship to get wrecked. And then Mara gets real annoyed at Anakin's constant casual use of the Force. Yeah. He tries to hand her the chair with the Force. He set everything up with the Force. She ain't having it. He pulls his own chair to him with the Force while she's standing right there. Yep. And again, here we are having the philosophical Jedi argument. What is the force and what is it for? It's not a, it's not a, a simple tool to make your life easier. Yeah. It's not for you to avoid the hard sweat and work of hauling all the stuff up the hill. Anakin, do you even know what you could have done? Like she's so annoyed with him avoiding the hard work and such. And she said, Anakin says quote about the force. I've mastered it. And Mara rolls her eyes probably backwards in time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that a 15-year-old is telling her, I'm a force master, Aunt Mara. All right. Oh, boy. Children are so funny. Yeah. I'm all grown up now. I, I, I know. I know everything. I'm good. And a huge conversation follows. Yes. Where Mara imparts a lot of awesome wisdom to young Anakin. Like, you gotta, you can't just do everything with the force, like floating apples and cutting pears for your wife girlfriend you have to cut the pair yourself to know how to do it to understand what regular people people it's going this is not going well yeah. to understand what regular people are capable of so you know what the limit is and when to step in and offer help yeah understanding regular people who don't have magic is a 
benefit to you. So try not using magic all the time for everything. We got to know when and how to help. Not be the savior of the galaxy problem solver who sticks our thumb in wherever we think the problem is, like Kip and Ganner, etc. Yeah, you can... If you know you know what level of assistance is needed, if any, if you have done the job yourself. Yeah. And it's just the Jedi need to understand regular people is kind of basically the the conceit there. And also, during this time where she's talking, she's imparting all this wisdom to Anakin Skywalker, quote from the from the text, Mara clasped her hands together and pressed them flat to her belly. While she was talking to Anakin about her upbringing. Mm -hmm. You're right, Tim. (laughs) She's 100% pregnant. Narratively pregnant. Who the hell writes she clasped her hands and folded them against her belly? (laughs) In the middle of talking. Why are we drawing attention to a movement to a space? Yeah, it's not because she's pregnant. Why is she doing? Why is she touching her belly while she's thinking about her childhood? Because even if she don't know it, she knows there's a baby in there. Mm-hmm. You're right. Her force dreams. I think you're definitely right. Told her so. Well, she had to save her womb from the this evil deadly coomspores. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think you're right, man. Chapter title. I just closed my book. I can't remember it. Learning limits. That's good. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good, right? It's not maybe layered, but it's pretty good. <laughs> That's like surface layer, superficially good. So that that's our episode today. Agamar has been awakened to the threat of the Yuzhan Vong via standing ovation. Bemil is a sandy mystery with slash rats. Jason is complicated. Mm-hmm. And Mara is an awesome teacher and definitely pregnant? Definitely seems like it. Maybe we'll find out next week when we cover New Jedi Order, Book 2, Dark Tide 1, Onslaught, Chapters 13 through 16. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Luke, you are the father. (laughs) For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.